Welcome to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, physician turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. In our last episode, we talked about fast furniture. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that now. We talked about fast furniture. What is it? And why do we even need to talk about it? And just to recap a little bit of that, fast furniture is basically the change in manufacturing practices that have occurred over the past, I would say, 15 to 30 years with furniture. It used to be that furniture was made to be long lasting, passed down to generations, it was sturdy, it was quality. And as time has gone on, now a lot of furniture is really designed to only last about five years and then to be thrown away. And it can be confusing because a lot of the furniture stores that we're all really familiar with and that we've all shopped at, like Pottery Barn, West Elm, Crate and Barrel, there's, there's you know, all of those. You know what I'm talking about. It can be confusing because the prices make it seem like it should be excellent quality and that the pieces should last a long time. And we talked about how that's actually not the case. So with fast furniture, how do you make decisions on your furniture buying? And we talked about some questions at the end of the last episode that come up, like, should I not buy? Should I not shop at these places? Or if I do, like what items are the best to purchase there? Or what what should I stay away from? Um, If I'm not buying, you know, fast furniture, does that mean I'm going to have to spend a lot more? I may or may not have that, you know, budget right now. And these are all really good questions. So the purpose of both of these episodes, just to reiterate, is to give you all the information to make you aware of you know, what the facts are, and then you can decide what's best for you because everybody is different. Everybody has different values and priorities. And this is not by any means a um, meant to say like, you should never shop at Pottery Barn. It just depends on a lot of factors. And so we're going to go into that and explore more of those issues in this episode. Once again, if you haven't listened to part, part one, please go back and listen to that first. The first thing I want to talk about is just kind of giving you my perspective and my opinion as an interior designer on pieces that I won't skip on. These are pieces that for myself, I would probably not purchase at one of the, you know, big box furniture retailers or what we call fast furniture manufacturers. Um, And the reason for that is that when I purchase these items, I want them to last. I don't want to have to replace them every five years and I want them to be really good quality. And these are really what I consider the workhorse pieces of furniture for my home and for most people's homes. So those would be sofas, really comfortable chairs that you use often. And I think there's a difference here. There's, you know, those comfortable chairs that you sit in all the time. And then you've also have like some accent chairs that are only used rarely when certain people come to visit family or friends. I think there's a difference there. So I would never skimp on sofas, comfortable chairs that you use often, bed, dining table and chairs, 
and coffee tables. Coffee tables because like they get a lot of traffic, right? We want something that's going to hold up. Other pieces where I think that considering, you know, if you find something at Pottery Barn or West Elm or uh, Crate and Barrel that you really like, I think those can be excellent options for, for items like side tables or accent tables. Accent chairs, like I mentioned before, those chairs that aren't routinely used, but sometimes, you know, just on occasion. Different chests and cabinets. I think that I would probably use a mix of both. Like if if you want a few that aren't going to last as long and that are a little bit more trendy, you might consider getting some of those and also mixing that with some that are going to be more timeless and, and longer lasting. So I think it depends on, you know, what furniture piece you're going to talk, you're talking about. And you also, of course, have to consider budget. Like I said in the last episode, the prices that places like Pottery Barn, Crate and Barrel, West Helm, uh, Lulu in Georgia, the, the prices that they have don't necessarily reflect the quality Okay, so you can most of the time get better quality for a similar amount of money. And that's just because of their their overhead and how they're having to pass a lot of that, those expenses down to the customer. So you can get a little bit better quality for a similar price. But honestly, often it is a little bit more, usually for better quality because it costs more for the materials. You do have to pay more. So you might be thinking, well, what if... You know, I can't afford anything more expensive than Pottery Barn. Totally understand. And that's why I, I think it depends on what furniture pieces that you're going to buy. And also we're going to talk about something at the end of this episode called kind of a what I call a life cycle cost analysis, where you can determine, is it really more affordable and cost efficient to buy these short term pieces? Or in the long run, are you are you wasting a lot of money? So we'll get into that in a minute. But um, one question that you might have is, where can I find this other furniture that you're talking about? And this is a common question because these um, fast furniture manufacturers have become so ubiquitous, a lot of us are left with the impression of that's it. Like if I don't go to, you know, Restoration Hardware, Our House, Pottery Barn, West Elm, Serena and Lily, Lulu and Georgia, and all these are a little different. They're not all equal and the same in terms of quality, but... Um, you know, these, what I call big box furniture stores, like if I don't shop there, where else is there, right? That's a great question. So let's talk about it. Most of the furniture that is sold by these different fast furniture stores uh, is manufactured overseas, but there is so much more, so much more. So uh, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but High Point, North Carolina, it's a small little town in North Carolina. I go there probably once a a year, but they do twice a year have the International High Point Furniture Market. And that little town in North Carolina is actually considered the furniture capital of the world. And it's been that way for a long time. So ever since the late 1800s, that is where almost all of the U.S. made furniture was made. And by the late 50s, around 60% of all U.S. bedroom and living room furniture was coming from within a 100-mile radius of High Point, North Carolina. So it became the furniture capital of the world. And every year, twice a year, tens of thousands of designers and furniture store owners and, you know, everybody in this industry come to High Point, North Carolina for market. 
You might be asking, well, why High Point, North Carolina? That seems so random. Well, back in the 1800s, when it first became, you know, important for furniture manufacturing, there was abundant timber. There were lots of trees to use, and it was a transportation issue. There was a really easy transport by the Southern Railway. So because of that, High Point really developed and became the furniture capital of the world. So there are literally hundreds of furniture manufacturers that make quality furniture that is built to last. And we talked about how in fast furniture, it's actually designed not to last. Like it's designed with the thought that this is going to look good for five years and then they're going to chunk it, right? These manufacturers specifically build furniture to last 15, 20 years or longer. And so a few examples are Century Furniture, Bernhardt Furniture, Hickory Chair, Universal Furniture, C.R. Lane, Woodbridge Furniture, Theodore Alexander. The list is long. So where can you find these? Well, one, um, just kind of going back to old school, is your local upscale, nice furniture store. All right. Although that's hard these days. A lot of furniture stores are more budget friendly, more kind of they're kind of selling some of that fast furniture quality furniture, but you can find them that sell um, finer furniture. You can also find them online. So a few places that you can go explore some of these different um, brands are Paragold. That's um, sort of the higher tier version of Wayfair. So Paragold.com, Horcal.com. I will link these all in the show notes, by the way. Burke Decor, Kathy Qo Home. These are just a few sources that carry a lot of these brands. So you can search there. And they're going to provide much better quality. Some of their items will be comparable in price to say like a um, restoration hardware, our house, Pottery Barn, and some will be more. The other thing that you can think about is if you're concerned about affordability, consignment shops can offer a lot. So these aren't thrift stores, but they're actual furniture consignment stores that sell furniture. We have one locally in where I live where a lot of people that are, say, using an interior designer and redoing their home and they're getting rid of a lot of stuff that they already have, they'll put it in this consignment shop. So it's this huge warehouse where you can go and look at very good quality, but older used pieces. So if you're looking for something unique, if you're looking for something that is going to last, check out, see if you've got any local consignment shops. They're often filled with sturdy, much better quality pieces that can be either reupholsters or refinished. um, So you can find unique, long-lasting items for less at a consignment shop. The last thing that we all need to consider when we're trying to decide, you know, where we're going to purchase furniture from is doing what I call a life cycle cost analysis for furniture. (laughs) So this, you know, this term can be applied in, in lots of different areas, but we're going to use it for furniture today. So if you look at, say, a 15 year period, all right, in scenario, let's just take scenario one, you buy a sofa from Pottery Barn for $3,500, And it lasts for five to seven years, okay? So you would have to buy that sofa at least three times in a 15-year period. And at that point, you've spent $10,500 
let's look at a second scenario and just compare. Let's just say that you buy a good quality, long-lasting sofa from, uh, from a manufacturer like CR Lane, and that sofa on the front end is more than the Pottery Barn sofa. It's $5,500, so a couple thousand dollars more than the Pottery Barn sofa. But it lasts and looks good for 15 years. So at the end of that 15-year period, when you go with a good quality sofa, you've spent a total of $5,500 compared to $10,500 that you spent on replacing that Pottery Barn sofa over that 15-year period. So you actually, on the back end, save money in the long run and you have a nicer, more comfortable sofa if you decide to go with quality. So this is going to vary from product to product, but I would really stop if you're considering like, do I kind of just go with something more temporary or do I invest more money on the front end and something that's going to be longer lasting, you know, and you're not sure which way to go, do this cost analysis and calculate like how much is it going to cost for me to replace this over the next 15 to 20 years. And, you know, am I really saving money here? So those are the three useful tools and questions to explore when you're trying to decide, you know, where you're going to purchase your furniture and what aligns best with your values and priority. So number one, think about, you know, is this a workhorse piece? You know, is this the sofa that we use every day? Is this the bed that we sleep on every night? versus a piece that's kind of an accent piece or not used as much. So that comes into play. So that's number one. Number two, always consider furniture consignment if you want a really good quality piece that's more affordable. And number three, make sure you do a cost analysis on comparing buying the shorter lasting piece and replacing it over the next 15 to 20 years versus buying a, buying a higher quality piece and look at the numbers and then make the decision that's best for you. I hope this information is useful to you and that you can use it and apply it in the way that's best for you. I have linked the uh, different furniture websites that I mentioned in the show notes so you can take a look there at any of those items. I think that wraps up everything I wanted to talk to you about today. So I hope you have a good rest of your week. Happy decorating and I'll see you next week. If you're a woman physician who loves all things design and decorating, be sure to check out my private Facebook group, House Calls for Physicians, or you can visit my website at www.housecallsforphysicians.com.